Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. May I have your attention, please? You need passion. You need desire. You need want. We play with that passion. We play together. We play for each other. And we play to win. We are Notre Dame. Welcome back to Irish Illustrated International. J.P. McGraw and reporter Lake Clark here to preview for the final time in the regular season. The Fighting Irish of Notre Dame taking on the Stamford Cardinals in Palo Alto this Saturday night. And first off, Len, happy Thanksgiving to you from all Irish fans across the other side of the pond. And second of all, the last regular season game of what has been an incredibly successful season for the Irish, hoping to finish 11-1 against the Stanford team, which has had a disappointing year, but some big wins against the likes of USC and Oregon, and and we know they're going to they're going to want to spoil the party on Saturday night in a place which has been a bit of a house of horrors for Brian Kelly over the last decade. Uh, your thoughts heading into this one? Well, JP, first of all, thank you very much for the Thanksgiving wishes. In the United States, we in addition <laughs> to a big meal, we always talk about what we're thankful for, and I'm really thankful for you to quarterback this show. I can't believe it's the final show, but we want to continue with these, these programs for at least a couple of more games as Notre Dame is trying to find that elusive national championship that has eluded them since 1988. But you said it, playing at Stanford, despite the record, is a very tough place to play. Brian Kelly is only one in four in Palo Alto. And David Shaw, a very good coach. He's kind of on the hot seat, so this might be the last game for the Stanford coach. If that's the case, you know his players are going to play their hearts out out there and try to do everything they can to let him out, possibly with the win. And so Notre Dame is going to have to be prepared, and we talk about it every week, control the controllables. But when you take a look at it on paper, Notre Dame is a superior team. They've got firepower on offense, a stalwart defense. They haven't allowed a touchdown in 12 quarters we'd like to see that escalate to 16 but it's going to be an interesting game and that opening drive will determine and predicate how the Irish will play in Palo Alto on Saturday night yeah it's such a weird one because Shaw's had five 10 win seasons since 2011 they've been historically quite good in the regular season they've had a couple of Rose Bowl wins and like as you say had a history of kind of a stunning Notre Dame especially in that 2015 loss sticks in memory, but like you said, he's a bit on the hot seat. I think he's the highest paid coach in the Pac-12, and they're looking at it this year, three and eight. It's not good enough, but wins over Oregon, wins over USC. It shouldn't be understated how tricky this can be. And although, like you always say with rivalry games, you throw out the window, especially the last weekend. But if you look at some of the metrics, especially uh, for Stanford on the defensive side, in particular, their 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 uh, their ability to give up huge 
yards on the ground. This is a game you suspect suits the Irish with how they've been playing recently. And as I said, it's really that opening possession by the Fighting Irish on offense. And that's really going to dictate the, the, the game, I, in my opinion. That's why I think it's very important for Notre Dame to come out and score early. I'm not a big fan of deferring or, 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 or taking the ball if you win the coin toss. And Brian Kelly wants the ball immediately. And so I'm going to put the confidence in him if they can jump out to a quick lead, get Stanford back on their heels. It will be an, an Irish type of a day. But you know, the one thing that really has me concerned is, you know, playing on the road. Uh, they, they, this game has already been played in the war room. It's the human element. So let's say there's an injury that could change the whole dynamic. It's that next man mentality that I think is going to be the major factor in this game and, and enabling the Notre Dame to win this ball game. Yeah. I mean, Stanford have had the injury bug all season. Their quarterback, Tanner McKee, has struggled. He looked good at the start, Len. Um, had had two very impressive performances, but of course was injured and has struggled coming back. He had a, had a rough outing last week uh, against Cal, a very disappointing loss for Stanford. But for firstly, focus on the defense of Stanford. I mean, obviously, as I said, the metrics, you can only take them so far, but 109th in total defense. The passing defense isn't too bad. They're about 31st. Um, they've got a guy in Caillou Blue Kelly, who's who's been a, a revelation at corner this year, did a very good job on Drake London in the, in the USC game. But, some of these rushing numbers and 126th worst or, uh, in, 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 in defending the run. Um, some crazy stat lines. Uh, the Utah game in particular sticks out, giving up 394 yards to three running backs. That's not even the total rushing game. And, and also the, the, the struggles that this, this defensive unit for Stanford has had in tackling with the Kyron Williams performance, but also Logan Diggs, Audrick Estime, Chris Sarri, you, you feel like all four of these guys can go for over 100 on Saturday, Len. I think that would be a, a great game plan for the Fighting Irish, just to run the ball right down the throat of Stanford and, and get all the running backs. We saw what Ed Demay did at, yeah. the, at the end of the game against Georgia Tech. And I would say if you can control the run game, you control the clock, you control the game. And so go out there, eat up the clock, just treat it as a, another day at the business office. And, you, you know, you need to have some style points, but I really think that's going to be reflected on defense. If Notre Dame can come out, and just run the ball, keep it a low-scoring game, win 21 to nothing, I think that would be a major statement to college football. And then let the football gods determine where the Fighting Irish will go. Some speculation, if they don't make the college football playoff, will it be the Peach Bowl? Will it be the Fiesta Bowl? But we know we want to be in that college football playoff and playing on December 31st, either at the Orange Bowl or in Dallas at the Cotton Bowl. And, JP, that national championship game, Monday, January 10th, right here in the home state of Indiana, in Indianapolis. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, the football gods have to, have to look kindly on us. The, the path is, is, not as, is not as destitute as it appeared in recent weeks. It's, there's definitely a spot. I think the, the Big 12 will be, a, will be a significant factor of Oklahoma State or Oklahoma with one win and a, and a conference championship. Will that sway the committee? It's also wondering whether we want Cincinnati to lose or Cincinnati to win. And then, of course, the, the SEC championship game will be a, be a big one. But, of course, that's all happening this weekend on rivalry. We can only control this game. And looking at the, the Cardinal offence, as I said, Tanner McKee had a, had a hot start. But since that injury, three touchdowns to seven interceptions, he's definitely feeling it. This offensive line's been completely overwhelmed in some games, especially against the Utah game where Stanford lost 52 Seven in the running game, especially for, for Stanford, which you kind of attribute to, to David Shaw team's historically good rushing attacks. 
In the USC game, they had a, had a big run to start the game. Nathaniel Pete with an 87-yard touchdown, but only got 46 yards and off 21 carries after that. And in the Cal game, only 53 yards off 20 carries. And we know how, how dominant this defensive line has been for Notre Dame. We expect the defense to once again get the pressure to Tanner McKee and also stop that run limb. Yeah, I like to see him come up much like they did against Georgia Tech, showing a lot of blitzing, a lot of different looks. That's really where Bo Bauer has risen, you know, coming out of nowhere to really become a major factor for the Fighting Irish. And of course, Isaiah Foskey and Marcus Freeman's defensive scheme on that defensive end, you know, getting that that pass rush in there and causing a couple of turnovers last week. So it's kind of exciting to watch the defense because we know that they're going to stop the opposition, but more importantly, there's a chance for them to pick up some points as well. So we can't do anything about what's going to happen outside of the Notre Dame-Stanford game. Control the controllables. Walk out of Palo Alto with the record of 11-1 and and just to sit back, enjoy, relax, and then take it as it comes. And as you say, Len, that first drive is always important, and it's a weird one. I, I caught a bit of the, the Cal game last week. In the, in, in, in the second and third possessions of the game for Stanford, they were inside the five and went for it both times and came up with nothing. And you kind of have to weather that first quarter storm. They're going to be, they're going to be coming out and, and with a lot of energy. You know, David Shaw is going to get them up for this one. But weather the storm, dominate, and then, and then don't look back. And in the Cal game, they only had one tackle for loss outside of garbage time. So I'm expecting this offensive line to continue to go from strength to strength. And, um, but they, it's, it's never a good recipe when, you, when you're getting beat up on either side of the line. You know, they allowed 250 yards of offense in the third quarter alone against Cal. So, again, the, the metrics, everything says it should be an easy one for Notre Dame. But I caught a bit of what David Shaw said after the Oregon game when they won. And he, he quoted the Rolling Stones. He said, you can't always get what you want, but you get what you need. And this kind of sums it up how the, the, the history with Stanford and Notre Dame over the last 10 years. This, Of course, in recent years, Brian Kelly's uh, got some wins, but some, some damaging losses. Even the 2012 National Championship run, that was one of the toughest games. That goal line stand, one of my favourites. And of course, the, the, the final score for Stanford in 2015. So it's going to be a very hopefully enjoyable game. But the question I have for you, Len, is obviously this is a, a historic rivalry. How long do we see this rivalry continuing for? Because it seems with, with Stanford in their recent struggles in recent years in a two, three win seasons, a sort of collective um, worry for all California based programs with this deserting of talent from California to the Southeast. It seems, is this a, is this a game that we, that, that we should be playing going across the country for the final game of the season or, or do you, do you adhere that we should continue the rivalry between Stanford and Notre Dame? Well, Notre Dame and Stanford uh, both really emphasize academics and Stanford, one of the top academic programs in the United States. So you have to keep the rivalry continuing. I think they've played 34 times. Notre Dame is 120. I think Stanford's 113, one tie. But uh, this is a, a great game and the Legends trophy is on the line. Uh, it, it's good for college football that, that you have a program that really emphasizes athletics. And from a recruiting standpoint, you're going after the same type of athletes. And so it's an important game where if you win that game, there's a chance for you to get that five-star recruit. So uh, once again, we, we have no control over that. It's, it's uh, take it as it comes. But I would project in the future, you could see Stanford and Notre Dame playing internationally somewhere. I know years ago, they talked about even playing in China. And so you know, both programs are international in scope. That's what I would see down the road is keeping the rivalry continuing, but then showcasing it somewhere. 
Okay, and on the, and on the note of aim side lane, we we focused a bit on the Cardinals. What we like to do is preview the opposition. But one of the one of the uh, one of the cool things that I that I found in the research for this game on 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 pro football focus is since the week seven bye, Notre Dame ranks fifth in passing efficiency. Before the bye, it was eightieth. I think we spoke last week about what has been the difference in this oh. offense. This Cone's comfortableness, but also that of course comes into play with this offensive line maturing but that is an extraordinary jump from the bye from the disappointment maybe of the Cincinnati game to now be this very efficient passing game putting up points having these these really cool concepts with jet sweeps Kevin Austin on a jet sweep last week was was really impressive and what do you think this 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 Notre Dame offense and also defense can can show this weekend Lance? I'll come down to three C's first of all they've talked about communication communication has led to them playing consistent the second C and then the third is playing with confidence. When you're confident, you know you can do anything. And that's been the real difference is that Notre Dame is, when they get on the field, they know that they're going to score or they're going to be able to get down and kick a field call. So I think that's the, been the biggest difference is just the confidence in Jack Cone. And if you've got a defensive line that's playing consistent, you're going to have more confidence in your quarterback being able to make those plays. But it's also the next back in. Look at uh, Logan Diggs coming in. Uh, Coward Williams has been consistent. Uh, Chris Tyree is starting to get going right now. And so it's just a number of different factors. And Notre Dame is playing their best football of the year. When most teams are starting to get a little bit tired, the Fighting Irish are getting a little bit stronger. So the three C's, communication, consistency, and confidence. And should we have our, should we have our regular, regular spot here talking about the playoff lane? I mean, sixth in the college football playoff rankings on, uh, on, on Tuesday night. Um, you expect, I mean, you, you don't really know what's going to happen with Michigan and Ohio State this weekend, but you expect Ohio State to win. And of course, if they win, a Notre Dame should then jump to number five. The game to watch out for this weekend is, 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 the, is the Bedlam game, Oklahoma versus Oklahoma State. That's the, that's the thing I'm worried about. I'm kind of praying that Baylor maybe can win the, the Big 12. Other than that, I mean, there's so many different scenarios. You've got, well, they let a two-loss Alabama team in losing to Georgia or if Cincinnati lose and or, or win against Houston in the ACC championship game in two weeks. It's so, there's so many different ways Notre Dame can get in, cannot get in. What are you feeling right now with the last weekend of the season? Of course, then we wait until the conference championship games, which Notre Dame, of course, don't play. How are you feeling with, with the Irish's uh, probability of getting into the, the playoff? Well, here's what I'm saying is that Notre Dame needs to take care of business. We can't control what's going on with the rest of college football, but if Notre Dame wins, I would like to see Brian Kelly start thumping his chest a little bit more. You have to lobby for your team. It's one thing to be humble, but Brian Kelly has really not come out and say, we need to be in there. And it's much like the quarterback situation a couple of weeks ago. I think the detriment of Drew Pine was he didn't have that starter mentality. He was always a backup. It's the same mindset that Brian Kelly needs to do. If they win, it's like we deserve to be in. We lost to Cincinnati, which is going to be a playoff team. We ran the schedule after that. We're getting stronger. This is our resume. Look what we did. But all that is based on the game against Stanford. So throw all the thoughts out the window if Notre Dame loses. But if they win, that's when the lobbying begins. Exactly. And, and you've, got to, you've got to push down the throat that this has been an incredibly tough schedule the second hardest schedule in, in college football this year. The Wisconsin win looks better and better if they get to the to, to the Big Ten championship game against Ohio State. You've got the Purdue win against a team which knocked off Michigan State. And then you've got some just clinical 
professional performances against the likes of USC, uh, Virginia, and recently against Georgia Tech. And we're going to hope again on Saturday for another win. Len, enjoy the rest of Thanksgiving. I'm very jealous of all the food and football you're going to be watching, but we'll be back again next week to hopefully recap the final win. And then we can start creating these crazy boards of how Notre Dame can get in or not get in and bowl projections. But yeah, Len, thanks for joining us. Len Clark, JP McGraw here. Uh, enjoy, your, enjoy your Thanksgiving, Len. And uh, as always, go Irish. Podcast Network.